Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are gaining. The dollar and treasuries largely holding steady as financial markets digest the latest Fed minutes. We've got the S&P up five now at 2469, a gain there of two-tenths of one percent. The Dow up 45, also higher by two-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ up 16, up by three-tenths of one percent. The 10-year up 13, 30 seconds. The yield there, 2.23 percent. Gold up 8.20 the ounce, higher by six-tenths of one percent. A pullback for crude oil today, lower by 1.7 percent, down 81 cents a barrel to $46.75. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets, which is on Bloomberg Radio. But I must be prepared time to minute. We're going to be talking that with Dan North, Chief Economist of North America, with Eula Hermes. Wonderful to have you joining us today, Dan. And what do you make of them? I'm seeing the dollar down about four-tenths of a percent. It looks as though that any expectation of a rate hike even coming further off the table by the rest of this year. Well, it certainly seems that way. I think that's that's uh, the consensus that that's dropping down. But I still think that uh, we're going to get a hike in December, uh, would still be my view on things, um, for a couple reasons. One, you know, the Fed is, is looking at consumer inflation primarily, but that's, that's, there, there are two problems there. It's not so much inflation today as it is inflation tomorrow. So let's say it takes three to five quarters for, uh, monetary policy actions to take effect. You know, that's, if they hike today, it's not going to affect the economy or inflation until next year. In addition, there's inflation in assets. No question about that in my mind. Stocks are overvalued by most metrics. Bonds are uh, still at uh, very historically low rates, uh, low yields. 2.2% is quite low historically. So I think that uh, given that and the fact that we really do have a tight labor market at 4.3%, that is eventually going to raise wages. And I think the risk is to the, uh, you know, to the downside if you don't, uh, if you don't hide rates in December. Well, it, it's interesting too that the Fed is still sticking to this this notion that low inflation is is you know accidental or one time in nature, and uh, or, you know the the different comments even even today. Um, the Fed saying things, uh, you know, that, that uh, the inflation worries are, are not of, of great concern. Now, there's definitely some mixed messages in there. There's definitely a group of Fed policy uh, makers who seem to be concerned about this low inflation, but others sort of making excuses for it, it uh, being uh, transitory. Yeah, and it's interesting, depending on who you listen to and what numbers they choose, a lot of people now are looking at this other measure of inflation, the Dallas trimmed mean, which takes out the bigger uh, outliers, uh, both up and down every month. And that's running at like 1.7% year over year, and it was as high as 1.9% uh, earlier in the year. So by that measure, you know, maybe the Fed, uh, the 2% inflation target is, we're not too far off of that. There was also a recently updated Fed study, which is pretty interesting about uh, wages, because the wage inflation just hasn't kicked in. Even the unemployment rate is so low. Where's the wage inflation? Well, this Fed study is saying, you know, we're getting a lot of people employed. 
uh, new employees, younger employees whose wages are naturally uh, lower than the established worker, you strip those out, those wages have actually been rising. So, uh, you know, there, there's justifications all around, I think, for, uh, you know, maybe that uh, that inflation target, that trimmed mean is a better representation. Maybe if we look at the uh, new wage earners coming in, wages are really rising. And again, I think there's that risk uh, more to the downside. It's, the Fed is typically too late, and I think they're kind of too late here as well. Uh, despite um, arguments both ways. I, I think they should move in December. Interesting. What about the September being in play for the balance sheet announcement? No specific mention of timetables in the minutes, really, but where do you view in terms of the reduction, and is it like paint drying, as as we've heard Janet Yellen say before? Yeah, I, I think, in my view, September is quite likely, and there are a couple reasons why. I mean, there are two meetings left in the whole year where you have a press conference. December, let's say they do a hike. It's too complicated to do a hike and start the reduction then. Um, so I think September uh, is likely when they're going to announce the hike. I mean, a few months ago they used the word soon, and in Fed speak, uh, you know, that's a few months so I think that that's uh, most likely the result is we're going to see uh, that um, that reduction go into gear in September, and it is going to be very gradual. I mean, it's it's going to go out over a course of five years. The loading on of the balance sheet took six years, and they're not going to unload the whole thing. So it is going to be uh, substantially more gradual than the actual QE process, and I think. As a result, the uh, the effect on Treasury yields is probably going to be pretty minimal. Well, and, and but to that, I mean, you know, this seems to be a data independent Fed. I mean, you know, the the data just isn't there in terms of inflation, um, uh, and and it's it starts to look ridiculous. To keep insisting that it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, and it doesn't seem to show up. Well, I mean, this is a good point, um, but again, it's, it's that's, that's one in a row for me, by the way. That's, <laughs> One in a row. And, you know, it's, it, again, it's a matter of what, what inflation you're going to look at and what inflation do you want to look at depending on how you feel about it. I would suggest that, you know, again, it's it's inflation tomorrow, um, not inflation today that we need to worry about. And, again, this is we're talking about inflation a year from now. You hike the Fed funds right today, it's a year before it really takes effect on inflation. But um, I mean, this is a global issue. We haven't just seen inflation lacking in the U.S., but we've seen it lacking in Europe. We've seen it lacking in Japan. I mean, is is it the same issues being replicated being replicated around the world? I think that um, you know, as far as the argument goes, that this is we're sort of in the, uh, the I hate this expression in the new normal after the financial crisis, which is what the whole world is living in, you're probably seeing many of the same effects across the globe um, holding inflation down, you know, this just non-acceleration of, uh, of wages. And here, I think, in the U.S., part of that is, uh, sure, there's a demand for labor, but we get a continuous new supply of labor every month, too, as well. People are coming in off the sidelines. Um, and I think that's helping hold wage growth down as, as of course, the old uh, argument, productivity. And I think you're probably seeing that across most of the developed uh, economies. 
Indeed. Dan Orr, thank you very much. Dan Orr, the chief economist at uh, Euler Hermes, uh, joining us to talk about the FOMC. Appreciate it. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Corey Johnson. She's Caroline Hyde, and this is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.